The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Empower yourself and get inspired to build the life of your dreams. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. I am super excited to have you join us today while we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken. Go ahead and just inhale that for a moment. Peace, wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. Can you even imagine living a life of peace every day? Well, I'm here to tell you that yes, it's possible. Yes, you deserve it. And yes, you can have it. Listen, we work together on this show to bring you the topics, the guests, to partner with you as you create your life of peace every day. And today is no exception. We have a fabulous guest for you today. His name is Tim Ray. He is known as the Conscious Voice of the South. He's an award-winning, international, paradigm-shifting, no-BS truth seeker. After spending many years working tirelessly, at hours and going about an everyday shuffle of life, Tim eventually hit a crossroad. He was either going to bury his head in the sand or shift the mindset of people across the globe. Tim was tired of toxic media bombarding the world with negativity. He knew that he would have to light a torch and gather an army of people who believe in the power of their intentions. So in 2002, he founded the United Intentions Foundation and UI Media Network, a nonprofit foundation whose mission is to assist others in learning how to transform worrisome thoughts into positive intentions. You know that phrase, you had me at hello? He had me at this phrase right here transforming worrisome thoughts into positive intentions. I absolutely stand on that that principle right there. Tim's passion for consciousness spreads far and wide with his children's education program, the Imagine If program, and his conscious radio network that reaches millions. Ray's mission is to spread the good word while, while waking people up to the power of their intentions. Tim, Welcome to the Everyday Peace Show. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, Dr. Javon, it is my honor and pleasure to be with you, and thank you so much for having this platform for me to, to bloviate here for whatever period of time you want me. And I have to say, Dr. Javon, when you have been on my show, I think a couple of times now, you are just remarkable, and what you're doing out there in the world is so needed, more so now than ever before, and I want to thank you and all your listeners uh, who, who support you and they, I know they know that you are just a, uh, an angel in the world uh, right now that's so needed. So thank you. Oh, you're so kind to say that. You know, I believe that like attracts like. Uh, people say, you know, uh, opposite attracts. I believe that like attracts like. And there's no accident that you and I ended up on the same time frame, the same, you know, born in the same era, talking about the same things. Because you really had me at that phrase, you know, looking the worrisome thoughts. Into positive into, intention. I got a little positive, background positive there. Intention. Yeah. Right. But, you know, but you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, all that is, Dr. Javon, is, you know, go moving from fear to love, right? I mean, if you break it on down. So worry, yeah. worry is fear-based, and uh, positive intentions is love-based. So we're moving as we do everything else, as we raise frequency or dialing, dialing, dialing in our frequency to a frequency of a higher vibration, it's moving from fear to love. So we do it in many different ways in this world, and some people do the opposite, right? But uh, we're, we're doing it the fear to the love direction. 
Yeah, we are. And, and you know what? I can feel us going far and deep really quickly. But before we do that, I want to just <laughs> go back to the beginning. Before you became the Tim Ray that we all love and need so much of in this world, before you start doing this work, where were you and how did you become so involved and so passionate about what you How did you get here? Probably from growing up in a dysfunctional family it was probably my best training camp. But uh, outside of that, uh, and then I, I, said joke, I said it jokingly, but, you know, but on a serious note, really, you know, we learn through pain, learn through love. But I, um, I learned what not to do over the years, and I just seemed to, when I was a mid-teen, to have a curiosity. I was a very curious cat, and, and I, when I first left my home and took a world religion course in college, I was like, whoa. Is something more than Christianity? What's going on here? And, you know, from that moment on, I was just so curious about so many different things, not only other religions, but I just started, it just like opened up, you know, the rabbit hole for me. I Near-death experiences, out-of-body experiences, uh, you know, aliens, uh, ghosts, you name it. And I started learning and reading up on so many different things that, you know, led me to metaphysics and understanding, you know, beyond physics, quantum physics. It's just... I just couldn't get enough reading, 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 and, 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 you know, to the point where I was doing my work as a late teen, early 20s, not even knowing it, and still having fun now. No, so, you know, Dr. Trayvon, you got to have your fun, right? And, uh, yeah, you're and, still a normal and, kid, and, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. But it just, it just and from, I had this great baseline, you know, just by learning on my own, and then I kind of got lost into the matrix. I got a job, and I got into senior care business, and, uh, and I was creating, though. I was still creating. I was still using my... What I learned from, you know, channeling in the past, from channeling different people, what, listen to other channels, I should say. You know, I, I'm sure you're familiar with Abraham Hicks and, and um, you know, yes. Esther. But there was this cat called uh, Lazarus back in the day. I don't know if he's still around. He channeled this Lazarus um, um, energy. And I remember him saying way back when that, you know, it's all about imagination, desire, and expectancy. And when you combine those three together, you really could learn how we manifest here in this three-dimensional world. And so I just took that as an early teen, and I was just like, well, what do I want to do? I just graduated college, and um, you know, let me put this to, put to practice. And I would just jog around my complex, and I'd focus on not what I want to do specifically, but what my outcome, what did I want to experience? And I wanted to experience, my desire was to experience, you know, wearing a business suit, being an important businessman, and, and you know, making real major decisions affecting people's lives and my own, uh, and just being an impact in the world. And so I focused on that, so I started expecting it, right? And, I, of course, I use my imagination as I'm thinking about what I'll be doing in this role that I had no idea what it was. And then, you know, a few months later, literally a few months later, I was new to the, you know, the intention process and creating my own reality or co-creating my own reality. And before I know it, I had this opportunity to uh, become an assistant administrator or administrator in training in Georgia. So I left Florida, moved to Georgia, uh, and, and at that point I just was like a just, – was just perfect because I couldn't ask for – if I went and tried to work it and went on interviews and did this and that, I just let the universe say, okay, this is what I want, and they gave it to me, and it was this incredible experience. I mean, I was thrown right into it. Everything I was asking for, I got, and then some, and I just grew. I was in an environment where I just grew in senior care from an assistant administrator to administrator to regional director to vice president of operations of a $100 million company traveling all over the country. And within a handful of you know years, 10 years, 15 years, I was doing this, and I I, you know, I was just a lot of things happened, and it was just amazing how then, even though I knew this, I got caught up in the matrix. I forgot, doctor. I forgot how what got me there. My, you know, my being, my metaphysical understanding and the, the intention process. And before I knew it, I'm lost into you know the picket fence, the family, the kids, the you know the the, the expectations of the shiny objects of, in this world of gratification, and you know the, even the uh, hollowness of it all. You kind of experience over time. Until oh, I, I, I want to interrupt you one second, Tim. This is fascinating, and yeah. it is so much, probably so many people's story. That part where you said, I forgot, and you repeated it twice because we really do forget, right? Those of us who have had consciousness early on, and we know that we've, we have actually manifested something using what Neville Garden is the power of imagination, and knowing, you know, this, our show today is stinking thinking, but knowing just the opposite, the power of our thoughts and what we can do. And you manifested a job where you were obviously wearing the expensive suits, making the big decisions <laughs> that had such a huge impact on other people's lives. And you had done it. 
and it was easy and it was play. And then you got there and that world, because when you're at that level and you're playing with you know, millions of dollars and lots of lives, I work in healthcare and have my entire adult life. And it's, it seems so real almost more real than what we know is the truth, right? This imagination, this world that we create from the inside out. The outer circumstances seem so big and so heavy till the trappings. And it's not always the money and all that stuff. It's really the responsibility. You get almost overwhelmed by it and you forget that I am the same guy, the same woman who manifested this. I use my power of thinking and speaking and imagination to create this. I can recreate something else or I can, you know, and right then when you realize that you had forgotten, talk about that moment a little bit. Like what, what was that epiphany when you said, oh, oh my gosh, I've forgotten. Yeah. You know, you hit on such, such an important point and I'm so glad you, you uh, grabbed that because it is. It is so seductive. I mean, I can't tell you the shiny objects out there, and I'm not just talking about you know your car. Or, I'm just talking about your the people you meet. The um, it's so easy to stay in separation and not realize my connection. Now, I thought I learned something. I knew I gave power. There's something higher above. You know, way back when, but I forgot about that, and I was now living in my. Um, mode of, wow, I, I can really make things happen pretty quick. You know, I'm really good at this job and things like that. Um, and I did. I went through that life where I was, I want to say connected, I was disconnected from that higher power, my spiritual purpose. And I was lost into the shiny objects. You know, I was lost into the, the kids and the, and the family and the, and the um, houses and the cars and the, and the right groups and the right business people to hang out with. And um, and getting into, you know, the vacations and where you had to go and the investments you had to do and all the three-dimensional pleasures, you know. I mean, they're pleasures and pain that comes along with that, too. And then when you lose one of these shiny objects, the pain that's associated because I identified my worth to it, you know. And I remember I lost my, my – my, this is where I was. I lost my job, Doc. I, I had a high-paying job as vice president of operations and, you know, well, well into six figures – making money. I was the breadwinner of the family. And all within six weeks, I lost my job. I got fired from the CEO, CEO and I had it out. Got fired. I got divorced in the process. I got into getting a divorce. And I just bought a house I couldn't live in. So like they talk about the three main, main stressors in your life all happened within a in week's period of time. Uh, and then I found myself sitting in my buddy's unfinished basement and wondering, whoa, what the hell just happened? And then at that moment, I'm there. I'm looking at my these, these unfinished walls. You know, I got two small kids, a three and a five year old, a house I have to figure out how to pay for, the mouths to feed, an ex wife now to deal with and care and and to handle, and uh, and I had no no income coming in, and I was like, wow. And then it just hit me that I'm sitting there. I'm like, whoa! I know how to create my reality. I've done it before. I mean. You know, and uh, and I'm like, what? No, I was at a crossroads. I really was, and and it all kind of rushed back because it was there, but it was in the periphery. It was never like in front of my head because I was lost in there, all the stuff I said earlier. But it hit me. I'm like, okay, I could go back working for the man. It's like I can't go back working again, or I could do what I always wanted to do, which was start my own business. And I decided to go with the uh, ability that I co-create my reality. I'm going with door one, door number one, right? I create my, <laughs> co-create my reality and put it to test. And I did, and you know, um, and over the it was a struggle the first couple of years, and I had to work multiple jobs, and I did what I needed to do. But you know, it's I started a um, you know a startup business, turned it into a multi-million dollar business over the last 10, 15 years, and to the point where I don't have to run it anymore. I just sit sit back, I let somebody else run it, and I play with United Intentions Foundation and the UI Media Network here, talking to fine people like you now every day. So it's it was amazing how how you go through life where you use a creation process when you're conscious of it. And sometimes, sometimes you're not. Most people are not even conscious of creating, but I was. And then I forget, lose everything. And then I remember I co-created this, right? And I started it again, gained everything. And now since I'm in an industry uh, where I'm reminded every day I'm a co-creator here, uh, I hopefully won't go down that road of creating something that I don't want to experience again. But, hey, you never know.
I'm yeah, a, you I'm never. A for well, <laughs> <laughs> well you're, you're glutton for learning and growing and developing. Yeah. But I want to just point out another thing, which is so prevalent in so many successful people's story, is that here you were, the pinnacle of success. You've got everything going on. You've got you know six figure income, your VP status, and you lose your job and you lose your 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 relationship that's two of what i call my um triangular balance health wealth and relationships so the the relationship is taking a turn and the job has dipped out and thank goodness you still have your health in your in your mind but you got some major things going on that are enough to say that's a lot of worry that's a lot of worry in what you said like a 6 week period that's a lot of stuff to worry about but what you did in that moment was that was shook you a little bit and said, hey, wait a second, we could worry about this. We could go out and we could get back on the, the wheel and just start grinding out more hours and just throwing some more cash at it and some more shiny objects. Or we could go back to the lab and start creating from a place of creation like we know how to do. We could be in that space and we can learn in that space and we can create some substance. And that's what you did. And that takes a lot of courage. I don't want to gloss over that because I know there are a lot of people right now who are in a place where they would love to know how they can get the, the courage to say, I'm in a space and it hurts right now. I'm in a lot of pain because going through a divorce, you know, we've all lost the job or, or had to restart a relationship or end a relationship and start another one. So we know what that feels like. And to have two of those things happen within such a short period of time, how did you muster up the, the strength to say in this space, I have the clarity of mind to put in the strength, the physical strength to put together a company? A great question. And at the time, um, there is a certain, when you have a certain knowing that you are connected to something more, you know, I think it's a little more challenging when people are just convinced themselves of the belief that this is it, you know, I'm on my own, except my friends and family support me, and that's pretty much wraps it up, right? We're in a, you know, non, you know, in a sort of linear world here, and this is the way it is. Uh, knowing I have, I knew more, at least from that perspective, in the sense that I was connected to everyone. Uh, when I choose to be, when I'm conscious of it, or when I intend to, helped me substantially. At the same time, it didn't help me so much, you know, well, I need money right this moment, you know, to get the investment. So I, I had to do what I call inspired action. So uh, knowing the creation process, I put the intention out there. And, and by the way, the foundation is all about really is the summary of what I've been doing in my life, but I put it in a format of another business to give back to humankind that they could learn how to co-create and track and manifest their intentions one intention at a time. And that's kind of what we do. But for me, at the moment, I knew I had to create the intention and then take the action. And to me, the difference between just action and inspired action is, is when you action, you have a purpose of goal, you write your tasks down, and then you do your tasks, and hopefully you get to your purpose of goal. Uh, from the intention process, it's more so for me is, I create what I want to experience, right? This is my intention, but in a present format, so my subconscious can stay in line with it. And then I, then I put it out there, revise it, and a few other steps I'll not talk about it in a second. But then I wait for the universe to give me some feedback, and then I listen and watch. And then when I see it, I take action, maybe making a phone call. In my circumstances, I went to Kennesaw State University back then, and I pitched an idea that I had uh, in the senior care business prior to that, where I, I started a home health care company, and I pitched the idea because I needed some startup money, and I and it was a senior, it was a middle management program. So I get in front of the program manager, and I, you know, I'm like so proud of this program. This is this, they're going to love this. You know, I come with all the years of experience, and, and the program manager goes, uh, "We don't need that. What else you got?" <laughs> and so you know, I had I, I had nothing else really to share other than you know, I did a little tap dance. They go, "Well, what do you need?" And, he goes, well, we're looking for a certified nursing assistant program. I go, oh, okay. I said, I can put that one together. That's no problem. I'll put the best certified nursing assistant program you've seen in the state of Georgia. And, you know, can you pay me $3,000? Because <laughs> I need money up front right now. Normally they pay you, like, do the program. But the program manager saw, saw what I was doing, and I, she actually believed enough in me to say that I could deliver. And so she paid me. And, you know, to this day, it's, 
the program at Kennesaw State University has been running, I guess, 15 years, and it's the number one certified nursing assistant program in Georgia. So, um, and I, that was my intention, and I took put the quality time work, put it in, and I used that money and some of my savings, uh, and a little bit of my, my father helped, helped me get some money in, and I started my company called Golden Home Services Home Healthcare, and, you know, and I just didn't, like, well, say, hey, you know, the intention process, I just let it do all the work, I didn't do anything. No, I had to take the action steps. I had to go get the client, first client. I had, you know, when you bring in that first dollar bill from something you created from scratch in your mind and you get that first dollar coming in, it's almost like it clicks in your head like, wow, I don't have to be dependent on somebody else to make money. I could create something brand new, make money so I support my own self with my own idea. It is a remarkable experience for a new entrepreneur to first experience that moment in their life when they connect the um, cause and effect. And it's, it's, it, is, it is definitely reinforcing uh, for people who truly get what I'm just saying right now. And, oh. I, and then, there, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? And, th- and then from there, I, um, I worked other jobs. You know, I mean, I, I, was, I was, since I had a background in assisted living and in nursing homes, I was overseen by three, four, oh, seven properties at one point for, for a person I knew who helped me yeah, start my own business in his office. Uh, and ironically, full circle, I took over his office, and he moved out, and I took over his whole office for my my home health care company. And, um, and so as we grew over the years, I built my team, and I, but I was very intentional with my team. I don't have much turnover because they're family, you know, and, I, and, I, and people say businesses, and, you know, this is business, not personal, and I say, I say hogwash. I said all business is personal, and, um, and to oh. real effective businesses, you've got to treat it from a very personal perspective, and you're asking people to dedicate um, more time with you than, than with their own family and loved ones, so it better be personal. And, uh, and so you take care of that. And even though people make mistakes, and I said, you know, listen, we're, people, like, our corporate America has a concept of, you know, you just fire somebody when they make mistakes. You don't make your, your quarterly statements, you're not in. And that's when you're making it not personal. And that's when people are up and down. They have hard times. You're there from the hard times. And you may sacrifice, lose a little bit. But in the long run, you have consistency. You have, um, you have a loyalty. You have people who know that you're not just going to fire them when they make a mistake, but if they get up and they fix it and they don't make that same mistake again or they don't make it often and they get better at it, that's what you're looking at. And you look at it in a humanistic perspective. And that's what I created in the company and that's what I brought over to the United Intentions Foundation. You have said so much, Tim. I mean, and it's all so, it's almost like the perfect world in my mind because a lot of what you're saying I align with. I've been in healthcare for 30 years as a doctor of pharmacy and have a huge background in home health care. Did a lot of, you know, consulting work in home health care, adult daycare, long-term care facilities. And I think the work that's there is passion work too. It's a lot of passion you have to be in that in that part of the healthcare industry. But in all parts of industry, I want to say this before I go to the point that I wanted to make. A non-punitive mindset would be lovely across the board. And I hear that that from what you're saying, that's what it sounds like. This is a non-punitive environment. We're going to learn and grow together. We're going to be patient and kind with each other because in that energy, we are more receptive to learning and we make fewer mistakes. So that is so very important, especially in healthcare, such an important um, profession. But something you said, I want to backtrack a little bit. You said you... Put an intention out there, you and you sit back, and I want—I know I'm paraphrasing, so you can fix this up if I'm saying if I'm too far off base. But you sit back and you wait for the universe to give you some direction. That right there is the piece that so many of us struggle with—the sitting back and waiting for the universe to give us some direction because. Um, we liken that sometimes to being the opposite of a go-getter because we feel like we always have to be in motion. We've got to have the plan before we even know what direction we're going in. You know, we're just putting the, the cart before the horse so many times. We put an intention out there, like you said, you did that. And you had the discipline, even with all of this, you know, I'll call it weight, you know, this worry that's on your shoulders. You put that out there. And you said, I'm going to wait for the universe. Yeah. Doc, Doc it's, it's, it's two different perspectives. And I'll tell you what, I'll give you an example how, how I perceive it and how it works for me. Maybe this will make sense. But uh, you, you hit on something very important, too, because um, it's, 
often what we do as humans, especially when you believe in God or higher power or source, is that we always, like, come to a point, whatever we're doing, give me something personal or business, you're like, oh, God, please come in, help me, help me, help me here, please help me, and then you hand it over to God, right, or hand it over to the source, whatever it may be. <laughs> Right, and then you you let him or her or whatever you know deal with it for a little bit, and then you're not getting what you want, and you take it back from them. You know, you're like, oh no, never mind, I got this. You know, <laughs> I could do a better job. So we are playing this kind of two step game with with you know, and we go from fear of love, fear of love, hand it over, we're desperate, hand it over, and then we take it back, and we're not even aware of it. Most of it's even done on more of an unconscious level, but that goes on and on and on. However. When, for example, for me, like we created this intention process on our website at UniteIntentions.org or at our app, really, UniteUIMediaApp.com. And the process is, is, is a four-step process. And I don't have to go through it right now, but I'll just give you the, one of the steps is inspired action. And the example is, uh, I'll give you a simple example that, that I've used with you before with my son. I want to get piano oh, Tim, I want to stop you right there before we go into inspired action. I hear the music. We're going to go to a quick station break. We'll be back after this message with Inspired Action with Tim Ray. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create and build the life of your dreams. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James. Welcome back to Everyday Peace with Dr. Drayvon James and our special guest today, Tim Ray. We went just before the break, we were talking about inspired action. And we were just picking up on a conversation of you know, we, we say we're meditating on something or praying on something and we're going to you know put it in the universe hands and we're going to follow the universe direction and doggone it. If the universe does not answer within the next 30 to 60 minutes, we pick that thing back right back up. We said, never mind. I knew I'd have to do this myself. I've done everything myself. I'll do it. <laughs> right. We have, we kind of have that mindset. We don't, we don't give it, we don't have, we don't wait for this inspired action. So talk a little bit about what this is and how this works, what this looks like. Uh, it, it's so true. And, you know, and I have to say, in all fairness to all of us is we're, we're not, most of us are not even aware of it. We're unconscious of doing it because fear is such a periphery uh, in the background um, on a kind of a lower vibration that we often just miss it. But uh, I'll give you an example. Like, like, uh, Again, if you go to uimediaapp.com, you can, you can look on our uh, on our site, and there's a called live chat. You get the whole community you can join. It's free. And you learn how to create, track, and manifest intentions. And we do it on digital as well. We do sell our intentional um, planners where you can do it on the, on, a, on an actual hard paper, too. But the, pro- the process is four steps. You know, I'll just mention real quick, and I'll mention and I'll focus on the inspired action, if you like. But the first one is, of course, you write your intention. Uh, what your intention needs to be in present tense, present tense, so your subconscious could agree. So it can't be like, oh, I will get the, I will have the, you know, the Bugatti tomorrow. You know, it has to be, I, have, I, I am driving the Bugatti right now. Your subconscious only knows that what it is. And then, of course, we use the same principles Joe Dispenza does, or I said it was ours. Is you know, repetition, right? And then you have expectancy, and then, and then your your desire for it. Uh, so it, it's just a matter of of those three principles, and then you write the intention. And then you deal with what blocks, and yes, this is where you got to look a little bit into your unconsciousness. What's what's stopping you from getting this block? You know, if you wanted to have, I'll use my son's piano lessons for example. I want him to have piano lessons. I say, well, I see Tommy with the right and perfect piano teacher uh, coming to the home and teaching him piano lessons. And then what are the blocks? Why is that? Well, I mean, I, you know, somebody coming into our home, they may not be the right person, and you know, blah blah blah, when all the things are blocking it. And then the next thing is, what's my, my, my why? What's my desire? What's the emotion behind it? What's, why is it so motivating? That he really showed interest in the music, and I really wanted to jump on it, and he showed interest in the piano. And I'm like, let me jump on it now. I know he's not going to go anywhere there. Somebody had to come to the home and do it, and we have a piano. So my emotion was he's going to learn a whole level of you know, fine art, and I just love that aspect of it. And then I revised it, taking into account my intention with, with the 
obstacles, write down consciousness or the blocks where you, you still yourself and just kind of pose those questions to your subconscious. And then, of course, my emotional why. And so it was, you know, I'm so excited now that Tommy has his, his perfect and best um, uh, teacher who's meant to be here, but, you know, and he was teaching him. So I revised it. I had my emotions in it. I had my subconscious blocks in there and, uh, you know, the, the, the positive format of it. And then it comes, you know, comes to the inspired action. And so now that I created that, uh, and right before the inspired action, of course, we have what we call the intention process, where we, it's, like, it's like a measurement. You measure what's your state of mindset, your state of being. Where are you believing on that intention coming true or being manifested? Are you at it? Definitely not. Not likely. It may be likely. Definitely. And it, our state of mind changes all the time based on whatever evidence we see scanning in our environment. So um, I, you know, if, if I all of a sudden I'm at a definitely not or not likely that he's going to get a perfect guy to come in and meet that intention, but I get a phone call of somebody saying, hey, man, I'm looking for my friend down the na- my neighbor down the road, let's say, just got a piano lesson for his son. I'm like, whoa, now I made a jump from a, you know, just from that information, I made a jump from a not likely to a maybe, right? So wherever my state of being is mentally, you always want to identify that and be true to yourself. I'm at a definitely or maybe or likely or not likely, and hold that thought if that's where you are, because that's where you are. You can't deny that reality. And that reality of knowing, that I call it an attention scale, but it's a knowing scale from doubt to knowing. So when you're in doubt, you're going to manifest things in doubt. When you're in knowing, you're going to manifest what you know. And so on that scale, you always want to be honest with yourself where you are. Then the last part, of course, is inspired action. So with Tommy's situation, I could have went to the Google or went to Yellow Pages or whatever it was, and I could have looked up all the different people who might have came through, right? And I could have spent my time interviewing two, three, four, five, ten people, seeing who would be the best and all that process. But since I believe in the process of creating intentions, and this is what I believe formula that works for me, I said, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put the intention out there that what I just read to you earlier, you know, the perfect, perfect person, I see Tommy, the perfect person, who will be coming to her home and blah, 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 blah. So I put the intention out. Now, instead of me going right back after I didn't see that person within 24 hours or 10 hours or two hours or one week, instead of me saying, pulling that back from the universe, saying, no, let me go back to the Google and manifest that, I let it go, and I allowed. And I just kept my eyes and ears open. Happens within two days, I'm driving my car, literally, I'm driving my car, and in front of me is a car, and it says, I come home, and in my neighborhood, I, I come to your home for piano lessons. You know, I probably could have seen that car a thousand <laughs> times, but, ne- but never, never recognized it because, I, one, I wasn't scanning for it in my environment, or I didn't believe in the intention process. But there it is. Now, that was the, that was the message. The universe did its work. Now, co-creating is I could work. Now, if I didn't write the number down, make the phone call, talk to the guy, work out the deal for the price, and do all that stuff, then I'm not doing my part in the co-creation. But that was inspired action versus where I would go through the list looking for all the different names and screening all these different people. So, And then, of course, I mean, Dr. Drayvon, he was the perfect guy. I mean, he was perfect. Him and Tommy hit it off, and Tommy just loved it. And, and you know, for almost two years he came and taught piano lessons, and it was just a perfect experience. But that's probably one of the best simple ways of how you can distinguish between inspired action and then taking for inspired action for an intention you created versus taking action on a task or goal that you want to accomplish. I love that because you hit on so many amazing things there. And I want to go straight to the, I think it's the very beginning one, but when you said that you, um, you write down what it is that you want to create. I talk about this so much when I go out and I do keynote speaking or workshops. And I talk about this process that we don't do that much, I guess, in the age of technology or what have you. People don't want to write down things. But there is something in in the Bible that talks about writing a vision. But I'll tell you what, writing, writing something down for me is the foundation of creating in this universe on this plane because we take a non-physical thing a thought a feeling an idea a desire we take it from a non-physical world 
and produce it in a physical world on paper. Now, now we have this, oh my gosh, yes, I'm going to, you know, I, I just wrote a new program. I'm going, you know, I, I wrote the program out. I did all this and now it's on paper. I took this idea and I put it on paper. Now I produce it in a physical world. That's the first act of creation. So it gets the energies in the right spot. And I'm so wanting people to understand how important it is it doesn't have to be elaborate just write down what it is that you want today i want a what is it, bugatti it's the second time i heard that card this week so i, I mean yeah <laughs> yesterday someone down. mentioned it to me and today you mentioned it to me so i have never been seeing this car but i know that it's very expensive and it must be in my near future but uh <laughs> hey dr javon you're gonna now your subconscious now will be scanning for bugattis you'll probably see two or three of them in the next couple of days because right and one of them probably will end up in my in my in my driveway guys so, so <laughs> put that on my I'm put that on my i don't know <laughs> right, right. that may just be happening but then you know and then i love i love this part too and i'm going to probably say it a little bit different than what you said but you you have to know your why and for that for me that is always knowing how is it how is my desire the thing that i want going to serve somebody else right so and I'll use your example. When you get Tommy piano lessons, right? That serves the piano teacher, right? Because now he has more income coming in and now he can do good for his family. And, the, and so this desire, whatever it is that we want, once we can connect it in my mind, once I can connect that to service, it's a done deal. It's going to happen because it's, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than just Tommy playing the piano. Now we're feeding a family and now we're doing this. We're sending people on vacation. We're this is huge. And so the universe responds to that because what it is that we're creating is for the collective good. It's, it, it is of service. And that why is so very important too. I don't, you know, tell people all the time. I, one of the first people I started working with way back when was a woman who wanted to start her own nail polish, you know, line and she was always oh, just a small thing. And I thought, well, no, it's not. We talked about the service and this and that. And it, she got really passionate about it and it became a thing. She got these nail polish colors that she developed and all this kind of stuff. Once you can connect that why and how it is of service to people, it, it becomes so very powerful. So I, this program that you have and this intention process and how you get to inspired action and especially co-creating because you can't just let the car drive by you and say, yep, that's the teacher. <laughs> right? Yo, You're going to... You know, you're right. You're absolutely hitting right right now. But, you know, people have to realize we're, we're co-creating a reality every nanosecond, most of the time on a subconscious level. So yep. um, and so when we learn of the co-creation process, probably the best-kept secret out there, when we learn that we could co-create, we could, our consciousness can help steer the car and not just listen to the backstreet driver of the subconscious all the time, um, we can then begin to start learning how to steer our life in a direction where we want to experience rather than just going wherever our subconscious is bouncing off uh, from fear to fear to fear, right? So it, it, it's an empowering process. And once you really, you start reinforcing it, like you're able to track them on digitally or you do it in your plan or whatever it may be. But once you're tracking them for each manifested intention, this is why we say, you know, you, know, you want to change your life one intention at a time. Focus on one intention, one important intention. And once you get that accomplished, once that intention is manifested, it appears in your life where, in whatever form. You just built, you know, incredible exponential amount of energy of 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 power of creating more intentions and manifesting them. So it begets on it, and it, the next one, and it feeds on each other. To where now you're empowered even more, 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 and before you know it, you're consciously intending and creating as you go throughout your day. You're not just being driven by the automatic subconscious, and it's so powerful. Uh, that if everyone knew this, and this is what we teach our kids in first grade in our Imaginist program, that from first to twelfth grade, our social-emotional learning program, whereas that their thoughts create their intentions. Can you imagine, Doc, if we knew this process in first grade, where would we be today? Oh, I know. Would you, if, and, and here is it, oh, I think about this all the time. If we really knew the power of our thoughts, and we, you know, the title of this program today is Stinking Thinking. Um, yeah. So, and I used to use that phrase, I got to tell you, when I first started out in pharmacy, I was young and uh, scared most of the time because I got thrust into consulting, really, not thrust into it, I wanted it, I wanted to be a consultant, and I got in that field. 
And I realized that, gosh, I have only been practicing about maybe 13 months. And most of the people that I was consulting with had 20 years of experience, right? And it was all theory to me, but it was practicality to them. They'd have done it. They'd seen it done. And I would have to tell myself every morning when I got in my car, today, we will not have any stinking thinking, right? And it really, my day went, you know, the way that my thoughts went is the way that my day went. If I walked into a facility and I thought, you know, I'm too young, I'm too inexperienced, the doc's not going to listen to me, that's the kind of day I would have. Yeah. Right? And so teaching our children that very early on is that your thoughts, you are creating your day, this movement, this awareness of, you know, what you're thinking well, about, you know, it, the it, things it, you get involved in. I mean, the kids are just, they're, they're just vehicles for beautiful creation. And they're in theta the first seven years. So they're, I mean, it, it, they're just taking in whatever it is. And, and if you, they can learn this system in first grade, it just allows them to really take things to the next level. Um, and I just think that when a child learns that, you know, somebody, somebody's bullying them or they're not doing well in math, and they can overlap with uh, the simple process, kind of like the process we talked about earlier, but in their terms, instead of saying the word intention, it's, it's a goal. First grader can know what a goal is. And then instead of saying it's your subconscious, you still yourself and what comes up. You know, at, we put on these rose-colored glasses, put on these rose-colored glasses, and look at things in the opposite direction. What if, you know, what if it, you were able to do better on math? What would that look like? So basically all we're doing is giving a child the power that they can change their perception. And when they change their perception on whatever this issue is, no matter what part of your classroom is, they'll change their reality. They'll change their experience. All of a sudden, the bully treats them differently. All of a sudden, they're doing better in math. Now they're, now they're connecting that it's not math is the big, bad monster. It's my perception that I have the ability to change it. And it's such an empowering process that I just think that we'd have a heaven on earth already in, world, in this world right now if we had kids learning the process of which is free to everyone, is the creation process of creating our reality uh, and syncing yes. our unconscious beliefs with our conscious beliefs. And, and I know, and I love um, you know, Dr. Lipton. I know you, you are associated with Dr. Lipton, too, and he talked about that, you know, this up until age seven. And I'll tell you, I work a lot with, with teens and something that came up in my teen group, and I'm glad I'm on the, we're talking and we're having this interview, came up my teen group yesterday was that, teenagers going through this process you know you go through middle school and there's this lying and you know they, they go through that process of development but we're finding that it's extending into the teen years and perhaps it's associated a lot with social media kids feeling the pressure to be more and bigger than what they currently are right so it's all this lying and posturing and all this stuff and something that you just said i think is uh what dr lipton says you know uh, if we could impress the subconscious mind, and we can up until age seven, but when they get in these teenage years, it becomes a bit more tricky because we got the theta state and all that stuff that Dr. Lipton talks about. But some a phrase that you just said, I think would be very helpful. And if anyone's listening and they work with teens or have teens in their home, I think this phrase that Tim just said is so important. What if you could stop or what if you could start what would that look like? Whatever it is, you know, you, you fill in the blank. What if you could stop blank? What, what would that look like? And that right. starts that creative process. Right? Yeah. That starts, it, you it's know. An alternative. It's an alternative to look at something rather than the blind horse's blinds on and, and uh, horse blinds on and you just think there's no other way out. It gives you an alternative reality that you can experience if you choose to. And that's so right. It gives you an alternative reality that you can experience. And here's that if you choose to believe. So if you choose to take this mission impossible, here's your assignment. If you choose to take it right. So if you choose to take this alternative reality, it is available. I know I wrote a book, Freedom is Your Birthright, and this is just about this concept right here. If you choose to take it, it's available to you. And I love how you said you saw the piano, the, the car in your community. Here's what I know, that everything that we already desire to have before we have answered, before we have asked, the question has been answered, right? When, when we vibrate at that vibration, we'll see it. We just got to change the vibration. We're vibrating at a different vibration. It's always there, right? Uh, the Bugatti, if I'm saying that right, that's already there in my life. Obviously, people have brought it to my, to my attention, right? So now I got to vibrate at that level. 
But when we vibrate at that level, it's not that it's just going to all of a sudden materialize. It's been there, been available for us, waiting for us to have the shift, right? This alternative universe, if we choose to get there. And I want to just um, jump courses for one quick, uh, we're talking about here, the power to create, right? And how we can create using using thoughts, using this process, would you say, and and maybe you would, you've already said it a little bit, but some talk seems to play a big part in this whole thing. What it is you're saying to yourself, how important do you think that is? Yeah, absolutely. And the first thing is we have to realize two things. One, that we're having a conversation with with ourselves, whether we know it or not. Um, We have to become conscious of that because if you heard if you wrote down or you recorded everything you're saying to yourself in your head to yourself, you would just be devastated because you wouldn't say things that you said to yourself to another child in a million years. You would you'd be arrested and put into jail. But we say these things and much worse to ourselves, not even aware of it. So that's the number one reality you gotta first focus on. Number two, you got to know that we have almost seventy hundred thousand thoughts a day, majority of them are negative harmful to ourselves and repetitively negative. So odds against us that we're creating are going to create a very unsure, unpredictable, and probably troublesome life because we don't have control over our subconscious or we don't feel like we have control over our subconscious thoughts versus our conscious thoughts. So, And our brain, our subconscious mind, is a million times more powerful than our conscious mind. I mean, it runs the show. It's literally creating a reality every nanosecond. So the more we could think... I mean, sink. I mean, get them saying the same thing. Like you may say, uh, Dr. Drayvon, you want a Bugatti on the conscious level, but your subconscious level may be saying, you crazy? You can't even, you're going to get a Hyundai. You know, you're not getting that Bugatti. <laughs> You've never even seen a Bugatti, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to spell Bugatti. You're not getting a Bugatti. Right. <laughs> and so, so, so here you have, you, have these opposing, you have these opposing thoughts, right? Um, and, and almost literally they're opposite. So, you can't sink it. It's not synced. And, you're, and get, who's going to win out? Your subconscious, because it's much more powerful. So your subconscious wins every time. So the more you can, you can slow it down and focus on one intention at a time, sync that subconscious belief with that conscious belief or program with the program or belief with the belief, same thing. If you could sync them and really believe it on a conscious level, like on an intention scale, you're at a, you're at a definitely, you're at a knowing that this is going to happen on a subconscious and a conscious level. That's where you see the magic happens. That's where you think it's appear to you. And the more you do that, the more confidence you have, the more you go from doubt to knowing. And the more you go from doubt to knowing, then you see the universe, how it really is, how it really works. That is a, it is in a universe of abundance. You've just never been taught the formula when we were young. We've just been just bouncing around, you know, from moment to moment to experience to experience, thinking our experience creates how we think and believe. It's not. It's just the opposite. Our thoughts create what we experience, not our experience create what we believe. Oh, this is so true. I'm, we, we have about six minutes, and we're going to spend the last five minutes of you telling our, our listeners how to connect with you and maybe do some work with um, just how to be in, in your space because you're a pretty phenomenal guy. And But I want to just speak to what you just said and get, give you guys this personal story. This actually happened to me. And I believe in uh, the power of my thoughts, the power of my self-talk. I was in a space and had a lot of things happening that really looked really negative in my life in 2015. And so at the time I was running a lot, you know, putting in miles and just part of my um, de-stressing program. And I happened to be running along this beautiful water area I really like the water but I found myself in this rhythm and you know everyday peace is my thing you guys know it you hear it it's in my show peace being wholeness completeness nothing missing nothing broken totality that and as I was running subconsciously that became my thought that was just I was just chanting that some kind of way and I got into the space like I felt like I was floating I was really just doing my run not at a really fast pace I don't want to impress anybody it's pretty slow pace we could call it trotting but I got I was running and I was doing this 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 chant sort of in this space and that was my thought pattern by the time I got back to my car all the same conditions existed in my life 
but it no longer mattered. And it hasn't mattered since, right? Because I shifted in that space. I just shifted. And then, you know, people just started showing up. My everyday peace business started really picking up. And just things just started changing. As people started coming into my, like more people who were uh, on the same wavelength, like you and I right now, started just showing up in my life. And pretty soon they outnumbered the people in my life who were naysayers or, you know, we were just not in the same space and, and we were shifting. It just changed. So I encourage people really, really, really to listen. When your self-talk, get in a space. You know, for me, it was with that motion. I was, I was in a, it was a lot of pain going on in my, in my physical life, my emotional life. Yeah, the energy. And just in that space, it was just me and that thought, that repetitive thought, you know, my feet hitting the pavement, up and down, up. And the words, I got back to my car and I, I literally, I had to start, I didn't have anything to write it down. So I just picked, turned on my phone and I started recording what I felt in that moment. Dr. Chapman, I just spent I just spent this weekend with Dr. Zarak and all the top integrative doctors in the world that have celebrities like El McPherson and Dran, uh, Fran Dresser and things like that. But these are the top integrative doctors, and you, all the pain that you just talked about, it's all now the model they're bringing in is they're bringing in energy work. It's not just about chemical response. It's the energy work that we need to be dealing part of our medical model now because that's really where you catch it before it's manifested in physical ailment in the body. Uh, so when you can deal with it preventively on, a, on an energetic level, and that deals with emotions and everything else, you eliminate any, most of the pain that furthers when it gets manifested into the physical body and the physical world. It's fascinating information, and I agree wholeheartedly with you on that. Yeah, so I, I encourage people, really check out that energy. It's amazing. So we're down, I, I, t- I took up a considerable amount of time with that story. So we're down to two minutes. But I really, Tim, how can people connect with you? I mean, you're doing some fascinating work with United Intentions. You know, sure. where can we find you next? What's going on? How can we be in your sure. space? Great. Um, we have, uh, you go to unitedintentions.org. Um, that's all being revised. Like, go to unitedintentions.org. You catch us, you go to our shop, you go to, uh, see what, our, what we got going on. You can click on, we have three or four different websites, our media website as well. Or, you know, if you want to go directly and hear our shows live, we are created a network, United UI Media Network. It's all about conscious media, uh, bringing awareness uh, where it's, our, our mission is, or our vision is just simply that we are, um, uh, we have a platform where you can speak your, own, all, uh, your authentic truth uncensored. And that's really important in a world right now that's become very censored in, in that arena. Um, and so go to UI Media, the letter UIMediaApp.com, UIMediaApp.com, and you catch all our shows 24 hours a day on that as well. Um, and I would say uh, if people really want to get involved, I mean, we're looking to, this is more of a movement than it is really than anything. And we're looking for people to understand if we could teach everyone that their thoughts create their reality. Thoughts first, reality second. We will empower everyone to level up their own frequency and move from love at any time of that's a great that's a great note for us to end on we're moving from to love we have special guest tim ray with us today this is dr drayvon james you're listening to everyday peace with dr drayvon james your thoughts create your reality we hope to see you here have you with us next week until next time keep it peaceful thank you thank you for listening this is unity online radio the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.